Welcome back to It Only Hurts When I Talk. And we are here again. We are here. Where is here, really, though? Oh, deep again. They did this last time. Didn't our time before? You started off with some philosophical thing, and I've still only got one eye open. I know, I know. And these are all off the cuff. I'm not, you know, I, I make notes on certain things, but this this magic just comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah, and you get to you get to share it with yes, everybody else. <laughs> yes. Both of you who are listening. Wow, oh, yes. Oh. Magic. Where are we? Something indeed. all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we started talking about topic lists. Yeah. About this type of stuff. And one of the things that came up was the kind we 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 started to talk about things that you and I have as different levels of experience in. Because we are we are similar people in our in some of our paths and very dissimilar in other paths, and of course that's oh, yeah. you know, the children thing being a, a big one that we've talked about before. But I think as a well, we, we'll get into this whether this is true or not. But as a result of the children thing, uh, I am not a big traveler. I have not done much traveling. You and your wife, on the other hand, have been all over the frickin' place, and you've mm-hmm. and you've managed to make it out of all of those places. Although sometimes it was a close call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's those, those times my wife doesn't even know about when I was traveling for work. Uh, well, yeah, very, right. very sketchy places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, that I believe. Uh, and and travel. Then I ran across an article in the New Yorker from a while back, which I thought was so interesting about travel and why people travel and what they get out of it and um, what folks see in tourism when it comes their way. Uh, And here is a quote from Fernando Pessoa. I abhor new ways of life in unfamiliar places. The idea of traveling nauseates me. Uh, Let those who don't exist travel. Travel is for those who cannot feel. Only extreme poverty of the imagination justifies having to move around to feel. So that's, of course, a very negative view on travel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. For me, it's been a, um, it's just been one of those things we never felt we had time. All of my vacationing over the last 20 years has been to visit family, has been taking the children to see one or the other set of grandparents. And sometimes those are just go hang out where they live. Sometimes it's been get a beach house together for the week. Uh, you know, visit in Florida where my parents are now. So there's been a a vacation-esque side of it. We have never taken the kids to Europe. We've never taken them to um, the Southwest. You know, we never did Niagara Falls. Uh, It it just wasn't a thing that was a thing for us. Yeah. Yeah, I know I get it. And you're not alone. And certainly the the kids thing has a massive impact on that. Not only whether you go on vacation, but where you go on vacation, because you suddenly turn family obligations into quote vacation. And let me, let me tell you, it is not. Yeah, it, no, right? it's, it is not vacation. It's it, it's not. And, and the other piece of that is the, when you can go because school schedules destroy your ability to go at certain times, unless you're willing to pull them out, which we've never been willing, but I know a lot of people that are. That just go away during the middle of the year, regardless of where 
in school their kids are because they say screw it you know they'll they'll make up a week of work i i see that and even people that i work with are like yeah we're gonna go on vacation over here and kids will, they'll pull that yank their kids out of school for a week that would that was tantamount to the initiation of the apocalypse when i was a child mm -hmm. i mean there was there was no no concept no world reality in which that was even a thing we we did it i distinctly recall and i still have this believe it or not um we when i was in second grade my sister was in kindergarten we drove to florida to see my father's parents and the reason i know so specifically when it was is because since i was missing a week of second grade i had to do like a writing page each day um, and draw pictures about what we saw and what we did. And, and one of the pages specific, it's one of the few things from elementary school I still have. And it says on one page in that paper with the dashed line in the middle. So you get your letters, right? Remember that? Mm -hmm. um, and it said, mm -hmm. we drove in the car all day. <laughs> it was yep, all yep. we did. And I mean, look, there's traveling is, is spending mm -hmm. and, and not everyone can afford to do that. No. Even, you know, growing up, and I don't know where you're going to take this, so I'm just going to hijack sure, it. Go for um, it. Growing, growing up, you know, we, we did not have money. Mm -hmm. And we, we did, you know, our summer, quote, vacations were geared around what one can afford. You know, and it was, it was maybe we're going to go to the amusement park once, mm -hmm. right, on, on a Saturday. And that, that was it. That's what you did. Um, sometimes we would go uh, later, it, you know, when I was a teenager, young middle teenager, I think we took the train to, to Toronto a couple of times, mm -hmm. which was really bizarre. Um, but this is way back in the day when, when you didn't need a passport and, and Canada was just like America Junior. Right. So it was, it didn't count. Um, which I don't know how or why we ended up doing that. My parents probably got a deal from somewhere, but all I remember is being on the Amtrak in the smoking car. <laughs> Let's, it was that long wow. ago. Let's think about that. Yeah. And you know how speedy Amtrak yes. is. Uh, so it depends on on what your your means are. Again, because of how I grew up and when where I grew up, I was very much averse to traveling. It scared the hell out of me <laughs> because it was I was basically brought up to to be afraid of change mm -hmm. and be afraid of the unknown. I remember the day it all changed like 180, 180. I was, a I had just graduated high school and say that year, that summer, I saw the Rocky mountains and the ocean for the first time. Mm -hmm. Two, two trips, obviously. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know my geography. I, I know the Rocky mountains uh, are high, but you can't see the ocean from the top. I, 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 yeah. do you, not so much, not so much. No. And I'm just like, oh my God, there's a whole huge world out here. And what is everybody so afraid of? And then I, and then I was hooked. I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like game on, uh, crack, crack the world open and, and let me see it. And so I was hooked from then on. Yeah. Nice. And you guys have made it a point of, of seeing the world. Uh, we, I mean, both for, for, you know, our own pleasure and for, for work, you know, there was that, that time, uh, in my early career, that's all I did was travel for work, mostly in Central and South America. And like I said, there's more there. It's easier for me to name the countries I haven't been to <laughs> than, than just to go down the litany there. But I had like never been to Europe until we were married. Not too long after we were married, we went to Europe for the first time. Um, so it just, you know, 
I've never really traveled into East Asia. I've never been there. Um, it's all relative, I guess, to what your what your desire is. Hell, my neighbor is a retired math teacher from one of the best places to live in the country. Is Middleton, Wisconsin, usually comes up as in the top five from you know really prestigious high school. He's never left the state. No, not true. He left once. He left the state of Wisconsin once. I asked him, he asked me, he's like, where are you going? And I would tell him I'm going somewhere. He's like, I, 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 I don't see the point in traveling, which is maybe what you're going to bring up. And I'm like, oh yeah, why is that? He's like, I traveled once. I went to, to, to Dubuque. I didn't care for it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. And hell there was, you know, for, for our wedding in, that was in Pittsburgh and my family is from Northwest Ohio. I think one of my mom's sisters that came, I don't know that she had ever left the county before that. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's just so different, the, the perspectives on this topic. It, it really is. And see, I don't, I don't dislike travel. It's just never the first thing that pops up. And I have, to this day, look, I'm 52 years old. I've never been to Europe. I've been to Canada once. I've been to Barbados with you. And mm-hmm. I've been to Aruba. That's the extent of my leaving the country. And I, I, I don't know how it's come to that. It's just all, I kind of woke up and went, wow, I've never really gone anywhere. My son spent three weeks last year in England. Uh, and that was a, a life-changing event for him. I've talked about it before. He had an opportunity to meet other people and see other things. And now he's just he's just counting the days until he can do a semester abroad from school. Um, mm-hmm. Just loved that whole way of seeing other things. I think it ultimately, you get sort of, pushed into one camp or the other. I mean, that's a spectrum I realize, but you know, one side or the other, which is love to travel or hate to travel. And if you hate to travel, all you see about the travel is all the hassles yes. or the what it or the what ifs. If you love to travel, you're like, there's very little that I can't figure out. So I'm going to take this as an adventure. And your combined experiences, I think, reinforce one side or the other. Because believe me, I have had some terrifying personally endangering my physical health travel experiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still love to travel. It doesn't, and I would go back to some of those places. Well, because you, those are probably experiences that could have happened also 45 minutes from your house in the wrong neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Many of them. You're, you're correct. Yeah. You're correct. You're correct. Don't, don't tend to accidentally have dinner with Ecuadorian drug lords, but okay, you know, around Madison. But hey, that's a story for another time. <laughs> uh, hmm, I have thoughts. <laughs> uh, the a, a definition that I saw here of tourism, and I'm going to post this article on our our website because it was just so interestingly done. Um, a tourist is a temporarily leisured person who voluntarily visits a place away from home for the purpose of experiencing a change. And I guess my question to you would be, because, well, let me pull that back. I, I do want to see some things, and I, I have a love for the legends of Camelot and all that history, and I, given a choice tomorrow, where do you, where do you want to go? I, I want to go see castles. <laughs> hmm. And I know that my wife, who's been... Um, Twice now, when I believe when she graduated high school and when your wife graduated high school, they made trips to Europe. She said on the tour buses they were called ABC, another bloody castle. This castle, yeah. that well, castle. Well, you know they're not real, right? 
none of those are real. They're just paper mache. Paper, really paper mache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, trick photography. That reminds me of a story about the Princess Bride that I'll slip in later if we get a chance. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think to me that's that's like I've always wanted to see those. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll tell the Princess Bride story. So, okay. <laughs> so the um, back when people used to buy DVDs, uh, there were wow. director's commentaries on them. So this had to be 15 years ago. I remember sitting, I, w- I couldn't sleep. I was up in the middle of the night and I watched the director's commentary with Rob Reiner from The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at the Cliffs of Despair, which are actually the Cliffs of Moher in Scotland. Um, and he explained that this is the scene where, where the Dread Pirate Roberts is, is climbing up the side of the cliffs with the with rope. rope. Yeah. And and yeah. um I think it's Manny Patinkin's character is is um is mm-hmm. waiting for him and he's he's like, you know, nope, I'm 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 gonna wait till you get up here and you've had a chance to rest. I, I fight fair. Well, there were three he was talking with the right the director's commentary over it and explains that there were three different ways they shot that scene. There were um images from afar of the actual Cliffs of Moher. There's a shot or two where it's a painting, and when you go back and look at it, you can tell it's a painting. And then, like when he's right at the top, that's just a set that he's climbing over the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. end of it. But it was it was so interesting because as he's talking about it, he's going, "See, that's the painting." <laughs> and um, I just always found that so interesting about the way they did that. But anyway, useless wow. detour. That's a non useless detour. Holy shit! Completely useless detour. Yeah. Um, so for me, there are things like that that I really want to see. Um, even though, yes, I know Camelot's not real. I know that's all, you know. But I, but I, I, I f- that era is something I, I would like to be able to step through. It's the idea of experiencing a change. Do you find yourself changed from some of these trips? Are, are, yes. And are, and are you going with an I intent do. in mind? Or are you, are you su- finding yourself surprised by what you find? I find myself taken by the the presence of what whatever it is I'm doing, and I'm, you know, me. I read far, far too much, mm-hmm. and and so I have this desire to be in places of history or that are significant from a natural sciences perspective or unique because I I understand I appreciate at a deep deep level how exceedingly rare or extraordinary these things are, and as part of my life, what's important to me is collecting those experiences when I can at a reasonable rate. Some people, that's like, that's all they want to do is collect those experiences. So they live on moldy cheese and rotten bread and backpack across Europe, right? So that's not who I am. I'm more of a bougie five-star kind of guy. You, You pick them as you can. And I would, given the means, I would, that's all I would, would have done since I, cracked open this travel bug is see the world and experience cultures. The experience is more important to me than like stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would rather have those experiences. I would rather go and, you know, stand on the edge of the Amazon because I have a comprehension of how massive that river and its tributaries are and how much land it covers and what it actually means to the planet and the natural cycles. I'm just like in awe of it. And I'm like, holy shit, I am actually here. This is like a thing. It's something that's not like something you talk, you see in a movie set. This is real. And that that's very profound for me. So that's why I like to do it. 
I, I, I get that, and I can I kind of wish I had that mindset. And, and to your point earlier, all I can think about is is getting through customs. <laughs> and I, is is that because you're not accustomed huh, to it? Right, because because all you think about is oh, it's going to be so much hassle. There's so many people. What if this happens? What if that happens? Blah 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 blah. I mean, what is it that that it's? Why is that the first thing that comes up in your mind? It, it's all the little things about it. It's the. It's because you're a pessimist. It's, a pessimist. it's yeah. the getting there, the getting back, the will the bathrooms be clean? And this is coming from some of the camps. Um, what's <laughs> who's going to watch my cat when I'm gone? Um, <laughs> like there's it's all, all of the little things that, that need to, that need to happen when I'm not there, mm-hmm. I still need to have my finger on. So I wonder if that's the core of your position on travel. And then you said, I just find myself at 52 and never having traveled. If you would have had the opportunity and I'm going to argue that you have, you chose not to. Yes. Oh yes, I I I, I will agree with you that we have. We've had the means. We could have made the time. Um, it, I cannot. I, I can honestly say there hasn't been a single conversation between my wife and I of, okay, we really want to go on this trip, but because of X, Y, and Z, we can't. That has never happened. It's it never even comes up. Mm-hmm. It's just not because well, the, the focus. I think both of you don't like to travel that way. I know your wife doesn't like no, to travel, she travel, you know, via plane and airport and all that. There's just too much anxiety, yep. right? And I think you, I'll call you Mr. Planner instead of control freak, but we all know what I mean. Can't have all of those aspects in your control. There are too many what ifs I, 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 that are going to mm-hmm. drive you nuts. Yeah. I, I would I would refer to myself as Mr. Head of Household like that. I view all that as oh, my responsibility. Okay. Sure. You including including my wife's reading. dislike of travel. Like all of uh-huh. that falls uh-huh. under my responsibility to make it palatable and um, palatable at the least and pleasurable at the best. And if I can't make all that work, then it's just not worth the trip. Wow. Now, now the flip side is I will say when we drove out to see you and that was um, – a combined 18 hours each way in the car. Um, 18 hours yep. broke. Yeah. See, I know, I know you are not a car person. Um, we, we are car people for some strange reason. And yet we haven't ever thought about the, well, Jill has, I, I say no, um, like an RV type situation <laughs> or something like that. Uh, my son goes to college two hours away. I would drive back and forth in a day to have lunch with him for 45 minutes. Like it's, it's, it's nothing to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I went down to Philadelphia a few weeks ago to see friends. It was four, four and a half hours each way. I went down on Friday. I came back on Saturday. I remember once mentioning to you about going together down to see, um, I think down, we were talking about going to Oktoberfest down at um, at Mark's. And I said, mm-hmm. why don't you and your wife fly in here? Your wife can stay with mine and we can drive down. You said, how long a drive is it? I said, it's about five or six hours. And you were like, no way in hell. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. You've got to, there has to be extraordinary circumstances for me to get in a car and drive that far if I can buy a plane oh. ticket. Yeah, I I prefer the control. I really like the control of being able. It, oh, we all know yeah, that. Yeah, well, it doesn't, it, it doesn't hurt, you know, it doesn't help that I need to stop every 45 minutes to, to use the bathroom because that's just 
old man bladder. I, I was very proud of myself. I got home from Philadelphia, and I walked in, and the first thing I said was, I drove straight four and a half hours. I did not stop to pee. Excuse me. And I walked past my family. And- <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that um, for whatever reason, that doesn't phase me. And I think I told you, in counterpoint to, the, to last week's recording, I, I drove that trip back and forth to Philly with a bottle of coolant in my trunk because, God forbid, I make an appointment to get my coolant leak fixed in my car. Right, right. I have issues. I just I have issues. So, so you know, coming back to the to the, the travel topic of yes. topic of the day, and you open it up just saying, you know, again, your age and you haven't traveled, and it was because it's not a priority for you. Mm-hmm. But you sound like you feel guilty because it's something that you should do. Uh, that's a very good observation, and yes, I I feel like I should want to do it more than I do. But but why? why? But exactly. But why? Because there's a there's a Renaissance man piece of it there. A uh, I I am I find I look at myself as being very not worldly that I have not been out in the world. <laughs> I guess that's where that phrase came from. You could you could be worldly without traveling. I mean, you could be you could be a, a person of of you know study and know all sorts of things and understand the the impacts of them and not ever actually you know physically see them i suppose and and there's that statistic around the mona lisa that most people spend about 15 seconds looking at it and then move on if you can even see it Mm -hmm. i mean you can't even get close to it that that's something else you mentioned in this article the fact that you go on a vacation and then you go to the museum to see the mona lisa when's the last time you went to a museum near where you live like are museums a thing you actually enjoy doing (laughs) well no so why would you go across the world to do it? Um, but getting back to your question about why I feel badly about it, that's a that's a very legitimate question. I I feel like do I feel like it would fulfill me if all of a sudden I got that travel bug, or if all, if I finally saw these places that I I've heard of and I and I know of? Um, yeah, I just I just feel like it's not even like there's a yearning. I just feel like it's a part of my, of the puzzle that is Greg. It's a, it's a piece that's missing that I can't check mm-hmm. that box off. You see all those people posting on Facebook with, you know, how many States have you been to? And, you know, um, I've been to 49 of the States. Good for you. <laughs> oh, I haven't, I haven't been to a third of the States. In oh country. God, neither have I. I mean, the, the, the ones I, well, you know, my running joke is that, you know, there's, this. There's the East Coast where I am. There's Pennsylvania, and then there's like Denver, and then there's California, and everything in be- right. everything in between, like where you are. That's just the the Midwest in quotation marks. <laughs> they eat casserole there, <laughs> or hot dish, as it's known for in the vernacular. Hot dishes. They, well, on, on the way driving there the other day, I I said to the the other day, I said to my family, we're like, if we make a right here. For, and go for like 10 minutes, we'll be in in Michigan. None of us have ever been to Michigan. Should we drive through Michigan? <laughs> Do you want to say you went to Michigan? We didn't. My wife, because God. My wife's that way. <laughs> oh, did she really? <laughs> she was, she was, she took the train to St. Louis from Chicago and she's like, it stopped in Iowa. So I got off the train and, st- and st- stepped on Iowa so I could say I've been there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. And part of it, I think there's a self-centeredness there. I grew up in New York. New York, when you grow up in New York, New York is the center of the universe. Every Everything mm-hmm. that's not New York is inhabited by people that wish they could be in New York. 
Oh God! <laughs> no, not no. Funny enough, no. And, and I'm sure growing <laughs> up in o- growing up in Ohio, you probably didn't have that same mindset that everyone really wanted to be in in Ohio. Well, wasn't it your grandmother or great grandmother that could not believe was, that I had not been my, to the city? It was Sylvia, it was my grandmother. Yeah. 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 Yep, you guys were coming yeah. out to visit, and they're like, you know, well, it, it was. I mentioned we were taking you guys to Manhattan, and she and I said you'd never been there, and he, she said, "That's impossible." I'm sure when he was young, his parents brought him to Manhattan. He just doesn't remember. I'm like, why would? Yeah. What are you talking? <laughs> because that's the world. The exactly. world is New York City, and yep. um, well, with with Sylvia, maybe it was intentional. Like it, that that was just something that you grew up understanding, and I'm sure if you grow up in Chicago or in Paris or LA, or there are, there are places where you grow up thinking this is the center of the universe and everywhere else is somewhere you visit or somewhere you're unfortunate enough to be born into. Exactly. That's exactly um, But right. I find myself driving through, I mean, we drove to you and we drove through Pennsylvania and Ohio and, and everywhere else. And I find myself thinking, what is, what is life like growing up here? Um, because I was a 45-minute train ride from Manhattan growing up. And I didn't mm-hmm. take advantage of it all the time, but often enough. You know, everyone knows what Manhattan looks like because you see it on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's, a, there's a self-centeredness there that is inbred into me. And, and I don't say that as a knock on my parents or anything. It's just when you grow up in that area, you have this sense that this is the world. Right. And I said, holy shit, I got to get out of yeah. this world. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm out of here. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like, and I've said it to you for years. Oh, once the kids are in school, we'll all go away together. We'll all go and and visit. But who the hell knows? I don't know. There are three levels of travel for me, like that that are not imposed upon me. Number one is what I would call like leisure travel. And that's when, you know, the wife and I, and, and if we're lucky enough, our friends go to some bougie resort, uh, part of our Hilton club and be pampered and eat ceviche and just be general snobs for, for a week or two weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is awesome. (laughs) There is adventure travel, which often revolves around, and this is usually leisure travel as well but it wasn't in my younger years it was not leisure it was work because every place i went was like another great travel advisory (laughs) um but the the adventure travel is going on a journey knowing that you're likely going to return more tired than when you Mm -hmm. left right so you're going purposely to have experiences you know and so oftentimes we'll lump those adventure travels into like um that we city we haven't seen somewhere in in another country. Okay, knowing damn well that we're going to be taking the tube and going to museums and trying to experience as much when we're there as we sure. can. So, adventure travel, leisure travel, and then there's imposed travel. Oh, work, work or family? <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And that is more something one gets through if you happen to enjoy traveling to a place and let's say you've got to go there for work or family or some other reason. And it's someplace you always kind of wanted to go, but you have to go there for a different reason. Mm-hmm. It sucks all of the enjoyment out of it. You're like, Oh, I'm just going to take a long weekend and, and stay over. Yeah. No, it's never, it's never, never going to be as good of an experience for you as if you would have went there 
just for the sole purpose of the enjoyment and the experience. Sure. Because that imposed travel just sucks all the life out of it. I, I've only, I, I haven't traveled a ton for work, but um, yeah, I can see that. I was, I was in Vegas a number of years ago, the one and only time I've ever been there. And uh, I had a red eye to come home. So the conference I was at was done and I had 12 hours to kill <laughs> and no hotel room. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it's just the, the weird, the, oh God, we had to have Joe on because Joe and I and Carrie, Dr. Carrie, the vet, because the three of us met at our, basically our first big kid job out of college or graduate school for me and Joe. And that's where we were traveling all over the place. And God, this one time, Joe and I had to fly to California from what, which is like, we did like twice a week from Madison. And for whatever reason, so we had a ass crack of dawn flight out of Madison and Madison O'Hare, O'Hare. And then I think we got canceled and went through Denver and then Denver to LA. Basically, by the time we got to where we were going, we hadn't eaten anything hardly that day. Mm -hmm. And we were both dehydrated and we still had to go and put out and drive to this farm field in the middle of freaking nowhere, California, to advance scout the field trial site we're going to do the next day. Oh, and the sun's going down and it's summer, right? <laughs> that tells you how late, how long we've been traveling, yeah. right? And it just so happened to be a watermelon field. And so he and I got out of the car. We each went into the field and grabbed a watermelon and started <laughs> smashing them open. He, he picked one up. I think, did he find a rock? And he smashed one open. And I took, I, took, I opened the car door and was like trying to cut this melon open on the, on the sheet metal on the side of the car door. And we're like scraping out the, the, the fruit. And we're so hungry and thirsty. I'm like, oh my God. That's. That, that was not travel. However, no. it makes for great it stories. It does. It does. That is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I have so many like that. It's just people are just like, get out of here. Like, no. Nope. Oh, God, I'm that, sure. That really that really happened. And if he's listening right now, he's laughing his ass <laughs> off because, because it's true. He's shaking his head now going, it's true. And the kicker is that as you're describing the length of the day, I'm getting thirsty and hot. as you make, and, and when you said watermelon oh. field, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> sounds yeah, and so by the, good. And by the... By the time you get into LA, LAX, you got to get your rental car and drive into the Central Valley, which is another two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, and you're just like, I just want to fucking get where I'm going. Otherwise, somebody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Let me ask you this, because I know we're, we're running on time here. As a very frequent traveler, what is the what makes you think of a, of a place you've gone to in the past as a done-in-one versus a repeat destination? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, the Caribbean, we've been to loads and loads and loads mm -hmm. uh, That for for that vacation travel. The, the bougie um, vacation. The bougie vacation, yeah. And that's just something that we enjoy. We love the we love the culture. We love the palm, the trees, the ocean, the everything about it is very relaxing for us. We've been to urban adventures as well that we want to go back and do again because the city's so bloody awesome, like London. We just love it. Um, Prague, just fantastic places that I would actually consider living in an, in an urban environment and for, for multiple reasons. There are other places, however, that I don't ever need to see again the rest of my life, like Seattle or Detroit or places like that where they're, they're, they tend to be urban centers. They tend to be kind of dirty mm -hmm. and trashy. They tend to be 
they tend to be focused. There's no, people are going to like absolutely lose their mind when I'm going to say this. Certainly the most urban metro areas seem to be on the surface devoid of culture. Hmm. It's, it's like there because work is there. Like that's what people do. Like in downtown Seattle, after, after, you know, business hours, they might as well roll up the sidewalks or, or people are just would rather not have you around. Um, and we're just like, no, I don't need to go back there. I don't need to go there. I don't, I, it, it causes more stress or anxiety than what it's so, worth. So those are places that are done in one for you because you didn't particularly enjoy them, it sounds like. Is there right. anything like, right. I'm thinking of the Amazon, for example. Is there anything where you have a, a good memory of a trip, but you're like, it was amazing, but I did it, and now I move on. I scratched that itch. I mean, there's there are things like that, like Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't particularly bad. It's just not my bag. Well, what's not your bag about it? I've just... I can appreciate French culture, but it's just not something that that elicits interest uh, by me. Now, would I go back there if you know I had friends and wanted to go visit them? And absolutely, I would. But would I go there just for shits and giggles because it was it was great? And I want to go back there and experience the culture again. Probably not. There, you're right. There's those abject, just awful experiences where just like get me the hell out of here. And then there's there's times there's like oh yeah we went there. It was it was nice, but it was nothing particularly attractive about it that would cause me to spend time and money to go back there okay. again. So it's kind of like, eh, eh, you know, some people go to go to um, Myrtle Beach every year, right? Because that's just their thing, and it's just they love it. And I've gone, and I'm like, meh. It's like whatever. Yeah, there's a there's there's a hundred places like that in the country. I'm like I. It doesn't offer any any uniqueness for me, and, and it's interesting you say uniqueness because I think there's a there's a difference between uniqueness and and comfort. I mean, we we did the Cape May, New Jersey thing with my parents and my sister and her husband and kids for ten years, and the kids grew up in we had two different beach houses over the course of those years, but um, it was the same every year, but a little bit different because of the the kids growing up. And it was comfort. It was like we'd get back to the house and go, "Oh, we're home." <laughs> you know, it was it was home, but by the beach. So there was nothing mm-hmm. new and unique going on. But it was, um... and of course, you, you learn over the years. You're either a sand person or you're not a sand person. Right. We are not sand people in this house. That sand. <laughs> we would go at the end of August, I... and there'd be sand in my shoes until you know October. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm going with that. Talking about being familiar. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, fa- the familiarity being... of it. It was um it was yeah. comfortable. It was not exciting, but it was it was good. It was good. It was but it was comfortable. It it was and that type of vacation, we talked about the whole family thing. That was more about that was always a gift from my parents of we want to see everyone. And by the way, we are now the the intended babysitters and you guys can go out and do couple things every night <laughs> and right, we will right. hang out and, and watch the insanity and give you a little break. Yeah. Of course, when you come back from the break, you're living in a house with your sister and your parents and four children. Um, nope. So there's Nope. Sorry. <laughs> I've, I've gone on, I've gone on quote, I'll say trips with my family like that in our, and I'm like, Hey, you guys can stay over there. We're going to go stay over here. We've never done that because we've never, I, it's too much stress oh. for me. So I've got to, I've got to do that. It, um, that's, that's a me thing. It, 
it's it's always been fun. I honestly cannot remember in those ten years a a single instance of you know of any type of knockdown drag out. We're not coming back. Um, right. it, it, that's never happened. Oh, it hasn't happened with me either. It's just like I said, it causes me too much anxiety and stress, so I just won't sure. do it. I, I will go back to, you know, places, you know, some people would say, how can you, how can you actually say that London is comfortable for you? Because hmm. it's one of the largest cities in the world and it's a gigantic clusterfuck for, of traffic, but it fits me like an old sweater and I just, I love it. I get it. It clicks with me. And I think that's, you know, why, like I said, some people go back to Myrtle Beach every year because it clicks with them and that's okay. It just doesn't click with me. So you got to find the thing that makes you click. Certainly as you're, if you're into travel and some people, that's all they do is travel to find that place. They want that place. Yep. And, and that's what they're after. You know, that's their, the discovery part of it. And I think that's cool. I, I think that is, that is interesting to go looking like that and, uh, and to find the places that fit you and then to, to stay there. My, you're going to find this funny that, um, Having not traveled, I still have it in my head. I would love to attempt that existence of of my wife and I, like for a month, living above a cafe somewhere <laughs> with a with a, oh with the cobblestone God. streets and all that. And for me, for me, you would be so mad. You think so? Yes, because there'd be far too many people around. Oh, that's possible. and they'd all be making noise and. Oh my God! Oh, you would you're you, ruining the, you'd be you're ruining the fantasy for me. You'd be in it for like four days, and then you'd just be like grumpy pants. This is so not the first time you've ruined a fantasy for me. But um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, folks. I'm here all week. I don't know that that see that brings me back to the idea that for me the it's sometimes the pace, at least what I foresee as the pace of a travel vacation when you're you're. We got to go to this museum at this hour and this one at this hour is, oh, man, I won't is do that. too much. I I love the idea of we're just going to live here for the month and 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 explore over time. And some days we're just going to sit, and that's okay too. That's why we I will not take a tour. Hmm. Don't no because I won't put up with that. Um, if if I'm so nervous to go to a place because I don't know it or the or the culture or speak the language at, at all or have spent the time to investigate how to behave in that society but you're not going that i have to buy tickets to go spend with other people who are equally clueless i find insulting to the place i'm going hmm. so it's like if i'm going to go there i'm going to take the time to at least learn like when we went to prague i went i took the time to at least learn the most basic check phrases and to understand what the culture's like there. So that not in an attempt to fit in, but almost out of a sense of respect for the people that live there. And that's interesting. And not be the stereotypical American tourist. In, in Prague, though, don't you just walk around with an open beer stein? Isn't that all you no. need to do and just, just no. hold it up to people and they point you where to go? No, 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 I wish. Can, can you tell me how to get to that place? <laughs> That's not who I am. I'm more of a bougie five-star kind of guy. 